welcome to Monday. I'm Kate, she's Hayley, together we are the Chihuahua Podcast. Welcome back to this special Chihuahua Extra episode. Hello Hayley, how was your weekend? How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm really well. I'm almost recovered from my lurgy. Um, yeah, I had a good weekend. I actually worked this weekend, so I saw a lot of clients because I was catching up with all the, because um, I had a few days off when I was ill, and I was just catching up with clients really, and they're all doing really, really well. I've got a lot of two-hour clients right now, and everyone's doing fantastic. Woo! <laughs> Glad to hear it. So how, how, how was your weekend? What did you get up to? I did a lot of training <laughs> so Ooh. I taught Chloe to do the weaves I taught her to do a handstand I was massively inspired by the Chihuahua group yes Chihuahuas that train <laughs> talking about the Facebook group Chihuahuas who train we are joined by the uh, lovely Alex McFetridge who founded the group and she's going to be we've actually had an interview with her and she we had a great chat with her about her her dogs what she does with her own chihuahua and her amazing group chihuahuas who train so in our last extra episode we asked our listeners to reach out to us if you were a member of the group and we only went and got the founder of the group alex mcfetridge sorry if i've (laughs) said that wrong (laughs) no that's right (laughs) thank you so much for joining us in this extra episode we're really excited to have you as our guest yay thank you for having me (laughs) yay it's really our first guest as well yeah our first one our first one so what we want to talk to you about we just want to talk to you a little bit about your dogs is it rue your little chihuahua that you do agility with yeah yeah it's rupert little rue yeah so is he your first dog or second dog? how did you get started in training with your chihuahua and also why chihuahuas um so i had a border collie when i was well i still have her she's 14 now foxy i got her when i was about 13 14 and always really wanted to do agility with her but being a kid and mum couldn't take me i'd never got to do it so then fast forward a few years i met a few chihuahuas I always thought, you know, oh, why, why would you bother getting a little dog like that? I want a proper dog, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you always, like you always think, well, some people think. But then I met three, like really close together. And I was like, oh, my God, I have this breed so wrong. They were just so lovely. I just adored them. So impulse bought Rupert. Literally, I obviously researched the breed. But <laughs> my only criteria when I was looking for a dog was black and tan male. Went oh. on pets for homes and found him, picked him up the next day. I've done it very differently this time, getting my puppy, you know. <laughs> I didn't know any better at the time and yeah he was just really clever from the from day dot I would say he was just as clever as my border collie so trainable so amazing went to a chihuahua festival and there was a, an agility set up and yeah we just he was really confident doing that so I thought sod it we'll try some agility oh, wow, and he's amazing. so good isn't it yeah he's I've seen his seen him doing his thing and he's just fantastic he's like Thank a little you. pocket rocket isn't he oh yeah, yeah he really he's is tiny Mm, yeah he's only 2.3 kilos about 23 wow. centimeters so he's probably proper little does he actually um, uh, does he compete is he big enough sorry I don't really know a great deal about the KC agility but is he big enough to compete in the kennel club agility so there's no kind of minimum it's just if your dog can jump with the smallest the height. height then you can which is 30 30 centimeters they've got to jump which is quite big for a, a 23 centimeter dog luckily he's on springs but I see so many dogs that do really struggle and some dogs that can't even compete it's a girl on the group and she's got a tiny little chihuahua I think she's only about one and a half kilos and she can't compete her because although she's amazing can't tip the seesaw confidently enough and can't jump 30 centimeters confidently because oh, um, of the weight of the seesaw they, they can't physically move it yeah I mean the limit is one kilo but obviously I mean mm. Rupert 
that's a that's an ongoing struggle for us so I wouldn't want, want any smaller than Rupert to do it really mm-hmm. uh, so I, I really wish they'd introduce or even just a lower jump height would you know make up for it I'd like 25 centimeters or something would it make life a lot easier for the tiny little toy breeds yeah make it more accessible wouldn't it because I think I've seen you say in the group as well that there's a whole section of dogs that aren't able to compete because they are too small yeah there is I mean they do um UKA do a smaller height but I mean they're all up north and I'm down south so there's a lot of people that you know just aren't aren't close enough to do those ones but I hope that one day the kind of club will introduce a smaller height because I think they need it and also Rupert competes against Cocker Spaniels yeah <laughs> like that's just not fair two is it or three <laughs> times the size of him so it'd be nice to have a more equal opportunity for him but I mean to be fair he's won loads he's in grade three now he's won loads of jumps so to move up grades you have to have a certain amounts of wins they do agility classes which is you know all the equipment seesaw a-frame dog walk tunnels all that um and jumping classes which are just jumps tunnels and weaves so you have to have for the first few grades you have to have a win of each basically agility is always our struggle because <laughs> of the seesaw oh. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah he's got he's one load so although he's tiny he's he smashes it so yeah he's, he's a good boy what a fantastic oh, little so child. amazing yeah he's a good boy and uh, so so how old is he now he's five he's five um, he'll be, okay he's six in april so yeah still um still at a good age <laughs> yeah so he's still because he's got a lot lot in him and he's okay uh, to carry yeah. on little dogs tend to go on for a lot longer they say yeah. i know some that are like i think i know a 13 year old small dog who's still competing and just wow it's still winning classes and doing really well so Gosh. i think smaller dogs tend to have a longer a longer agility career from, mm. from what i hear yeah so tell us about your tell us about your amazing group that you've recently set up because it's quite new isn't it what's it called first of all it's called chihuahuas who train in brackets like agility and obedience etc I just randomly thought of it when I was making dinner one night I thought do you know what I'm gonna make a group you know just between cutting up veg and stuff I (laughs) the best ideas happen when you're randomly thinking about something (laughs) yeah literally and I was like I was like oh shall I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it it's just a Facebook group isn't it and there are, like, I love it on Instagram and stuff. And I stumble across amazing chihuahuas who do all these things. And I think we have all bases covered. Scent work, gun dog training, agility, obedience. I think we literally, did I say weight pulling? We have weight pulling in there as well. Wait, I've seen weight pulling in yeah. there. It's crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So I thought, well, why not just put it all in one place? And I think it is, it shed such a positive light on the breed because, you know, you see other Facebook groups and you see the kind of downfalls and where the judgment comes from, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, they are, I think they're quite a tricky breed, you know, but you look online and they recommend them for first time dog owners. I mean, some might be, but I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think that they're such a, a sensitive, small breed. And I think that just comes with problems. Um, I don't think they're a good first time breed at all. No you know for for many reasons but but yeah but they have such potential and they are very very oh, trainable yeah. I don't think people understand or realize how intelligent and actually uh, trainable they are mm. and they kind of there's a big with a lot of chihuahuas there's a there's a deficit of working that brain working that nose and I think mm. a lot of the the naughtiness or the the unwanted behavior comes in because of that it's not being the needs aren't being met that way a hundred percent people think that they're just going to sit on your lap all day mm. And they're really not a breed that, although they're small, they're not cats. Yeah, <laughs> I think people think not they are as well. <laughs> not cats, not cats. Not, not cats, definitely dogs. I honestly, I mean, Rupert's, his energy levels are a bit lower now that he's hit five, five, six. But 
when he was younger because people always say it they see them they go oh I bet he doesn't need much walking Mm. actually oh god (laughs) I would match him again to my well no now I have a a collie cross puppy no (laughs) um not the same energy level but you know still need a lot and not necessarily just long walks training you need to use their nose use their brain because you see a few doing like crafts obedience and hill work to news and they are brilliant I, i'd say they're one of the best breeds like rupert's hill work he does obedience as well it came so naturally to him and he's just he's just amazing he does my um my trainer calls him the proper dog he's <laughs> <laughs> just got a chihuahua so what, as well yeah so i wonder why they're that, why i mean why do you think they're good at heel work because they've got that kind of prancy kind of thing to them in terms of the way they, the way they move Yes, as well. I think they're very interested in their owners and they're used to looking up all the time. So, True. you know, <laughs> that's step one done. They, they're always looking up anyway. You just got to get a bit of focus and then there you go, you're sorted. I think it comes very naturally to them. But yeah, Rupert's always the one in the class. He, he just does every, he just smashes everything. That's why she's got the proper dog. He'll go and do it first time. The colleagues might do it first time as well. But yeah, he, he just smashes everything. He's so, he's so clever. There's actually quite a few trainers. Um, there's a lady in Australia called Peter. Oh, I can't remember her name now, but she's a really good animal trainer in mm. general. But she has a mix of breeds, but she's always got these two chihuahuas and they they are amazing. And she teaches, she trains animals for TV. So she's, she does a lot of that. And she's got, she's got quite a few small dogs, but these two chihuahuas are so funny. And um, yeah, I've seen other other trainers with chihuahuas as well. And it's a, a lot of trainers do want a chihuahua and they, because they appreciate the trainability of them mm. yeah they are brilliant that doesn't doesn't surprise me but I wish more people I wish that was the known thing about them not just yappy horrible snappy little dogs like that because that's don't get me wrong they can be but if a collie snapped at someone or a German shepherd snapped at someone it's they're not typical snappy you know the yeah the, the words they use that no yeah. exactly they're called I don't know something better <laughs> but ch- the ch- the chihuahuas you just see them and assume that don't well I don't but people see them and just assume that and people are so rude about them I mean I don't care anymore because I know what how amazing my dog is but people get so upset about them being called I mean Rupert got called a handbag dog yesterday I mean mm. you've seen him <laughs> I was like yeah putting that dog in a handbag this is so wrong and also I never I've never actually seen a chihuahua in a handbag in real life it, in no. real life <laughs> but people either. always call them handbag dogs it baffles me I know I don't think people realize how intelligent they are how trainable they are and how willing they are to want to train because if mm. I didn't do anything with my guys they would literally go mental because they just oh yeah their drive to want would, to work yeah. with their person is so so high isn't it and I agree with both of you what you said about they're not first-time dog dogs I don't think they are suitable for first-time dogs and yeah they do have higher energy needs as well they can't they're not the sort of dog that's just gonna well some of them probably are but a lot of them they're not the sort of dog that's just gonna sit on your lap all day like only once you've done all the stuff with them yeah it's about meeting their needs yeah uh, and and, um, Pete, and I think a lot of them aren't getting that like I said before aren't getting their needs met if I didn't do anything with Bo every every day didn't do any scent work with her training I don't know she would just she would do a lot of more barking than she already does for yeah, attention. I, she would she would go self-employed basically and do something mm. that I didn't want her to do yeah they definitely got to be managed I definitely notice a, a difference in Rupert's behavior if he's had I mean obviously having a puppy as well now there has been days where poor little Rupert has taken a bit of a backseat and I, I noticed a big difference now it's easier because she's a bit older as a puppy you, you do notice it. if they haven't had that kind of outlet 
the barking definitely increases and just his he just not as happy but yeah that yeah. and I think that's where a lot of chihuahuas behavioral issues start and I mean Rupert's had his problems we've had our problems I've learned a lot through having him from his needs probably not being met when he was younger uh, I only really started doing training with him when he was one um, which definitely wasn't he could have done that from oh he, he did trick training but not what I'd see as more important training like socialization mm. and all that stuff um, I mean he's turned out well <laughs> um, yeah he's turned out yeah, fantastic hasn't he I wish I knew what I knew now back then but then if I knew it back then I wouldn't have had all the lessons that I've had through having him sometimes we need those dogs don't we to oh god just yeah. what we need to know yeah, yeah definitely you don't get the dog you want you get the dog you need <laughs> that's that's a, that's the saying I was trying to think of yeah exactly oh really what's that saying <laughs> even though it seems unfair because I mean I I have cried many tears over Rupert he he really wasn't an easy puppy but no, that's wrong. I just didn't know, you know, putting a harness on, he was scared. He'd try and bite me. I was just like, oh my God, what have I done to deserve a dog like this? <laughs> He's probably thought, what have I done to deserve an owner like this? He's, you know, I, looking back, I probably backed him into a corner a bit and he couldn't get away. And his only way of getting me away was to snap at me, mm-hmm. um, which now I could, and I would never do that to any dog now. But yeah, that's obviously where I, you have to go through life and ironing out all these things that you did wrong. But yeah, I'm always very open about that stuff because I don't think enough people talk about it sometimes, the struggles with a younger dog. <laughs> this is very true, yeah. What you said earlier about they are very sensitive breeds, aren't they? They're very mm. sensitive and I think they need somebody that is empathetic to their sensitivity and doesn't try and be too forceful with them or they need mm. a sensitive, I think they do best with a sensitive owner, don't they? Definitely. And you can't you can't let your ego get in the way either. If no. you have a little dog, and that's what I see a lot. Um, yeah. Having a little dog snap at you, you have to just get on with it. Yeah. You can't, you can't punish them. We know that that no good com- comes from that. That just damages your relationship. But yeah, it's like teaching people to be around your dog when they snap, and you're like, ju- you know, they shouldn't have been pushed to that point anyway. Mm-hmm. If that happens, you ignore it. You take a lesson from it, and you move on. And then next time, you don't make the same mistake again. But People, when they see you do that, they're like, oh, my God, you're letting your dog get away with it. No, my dog was put in a situation that it shouldn't have been in. That was my fault. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Absolutely. We just reevaluate. How can I prevent that happening again? And, you know, when a dog growls or snaps at you, it's not a personal thing. No. They are just feeling it's an emotional response. They're feeling threatened or whatever else in that particular moment. And they just want that distance away from that threat mm. or, or you. And it's nothing to be to get upset about. I mean, it is upsetting. Like, you know, mm. some people, why did my dog bite me? But don't take it personally. Um, I just learn, that, learn from it. Yeah, yeah 100%. I always say that a dog growling, because um, I've had to teach my boyfriend how to be around Rupert, which has been <laughs> very difficult. I always say that if they could say, please may you not do that or please may you get your hand off me they probably would but their only way of saying that is by growling or side-eyeing or doing things that we might see as more aggressive you know growling mm-hmm. you know people think it's aggressive um but it's kind of it's not it's just their way of communicating with you so yeah that's true and then, sometimes yeah and unfortunately a lot of the signals before the growling or the snap are unintentionally or accidentally ignored because mm-hmm. they're not read mm. um, and we we do go on a lot about don't we Kate about them body reading body language and those little subtle <laughs> whispers that you it's so subtle you as see well. before yeah before the they have to escalate things so yeah I think chihuahuas can, because they have to that they escalate quite quickly I think because if a big dog snarls at you you really see it whereas if a little dog snarls at you like Rupert can't really curl his lip up that high so you don't really I mean now I know every little 
tiny bit of body language I can literally glance at him and know what mood he's in um, and whether he wants to be touched or not before I even put my hand near him I, I know but I think until you've had a dog like that who doesn't always want to be touched and stuff I don't think you can read body language as well like now now I I mean like you said you've said before in your podcast you read dogs everywhere even if you can't help it you're always reading dogs I'm a it's a bit of a curse. <laughs> it is really a curse. It's a bittersweet um, kind of curse, yeah. It really is. I, I go, I'm a mobile hairdresser, so I go to people's houses and do their hair, obviously. But yeah, sometimes their dog will come up to me and I go to strike them and I think, oh, actually, I don't think you want to be, I don't think you want to be touched. Whereas a few years ago, I would have been like, oh, hello, hello, you know, fuss them. Um, but just because they've come up to you, it's not an invitation to, to strike them. Yeah. Sorry. And I bet some of those owners have said, oh, no, he's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they really can't have. see either. Yeah. And you can, the thing is, it's not, you know as a hairdresser it's not my job to say yeah people do get quite funny about it and you know I'm not there to get involved in in that situation Mm -hmm. they haven't asked me but you know I'll just do my own thing and not touch them but I tell people that come around here not to touch Rupert and they're like oh but he'd be happy and wiggly and fine and I'm like everyone's like oh god you're being dramatic I'm like the reason if you think I'm being dramatic then I've done my job well because if you think he's aggressive I I haven't done my my bit (laughs) I, I love that. Easier, yeah, I do. Yeah, I love. I love that. We need to see more of this. We need to see more people advocating for their dogs, their their little dogs. And there just needs to be so much more education out about body language out there. A hundred percent. It really mm. does. It this... would prevent so many things, wouldn't it? If people had more education about dog body language, it would just prevent a whole host of problems. Oh, definitely. So back to your group. Do you want to tell our listeners? Who is your group for, first of all? What can they expect to get from your group? And where can they find you? So to be honest, I think anyone with a Chihuahua or Chihuahua Cross should come and join, whether they train them at the moment or not. I think it's great inspiration for anyone. And if you do sports, then post away. We want to see all your progress in agility, obedience, whatever you do with your dog. But honestly, anyone who has any sort of Chihuahua, I think, should be on there because there's so much to learn. And it's so inspiring. Like I, I compete. Rupert agility but now I'm gonna I've, I've been hunting for obedience competitions because I've seen other some chihuahuas on there doing amazing obedience and competing so I really want to give that a go this year so I'm I'm really inspired by it what's the last thing you asked me where can we find you oh yeah um just on on, on Facebook um chihuahuas who train I think we have about 100 members now so we're, we're building yeah, I up think so we want to do it really well. the world <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We want everyone definitely. on there being inspired, uh, and we've been inspired by by the group as well. We have, yeah. I've been inspired. I started teaching my child to do the weaves. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> amazing, she's doing amazing. Do Go, Chloe. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Love it. Me and Bo have started to do a little bit more training as well. So we've been inspired to kind of kick up kick up our training a little notch. So so it's a great group. Brilliant. Oh, we, we've got yeah, um, a pivot pod coming any day now, and oh, good. Pods. From, can I say it on here? Sarah's dog, yeah, tra- yeah. Sarah's, Sarah's dog Training Creations, which was recommended by you, Hayley. So I'm very excited for those to come. I'm going to crack on with, with both of them. And Starting yeah, so. I loved um, Chloe backing. Was it Chloe that was backing up? Yeah, it was Chloe doing a yeah, handstand. I love that. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then up the wall. Oh my God, that was amazing. Like, that's, oh, that's the next thing for Rupert. <laughs> yeah. That little that's... leg movement going back, like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Oh, and that God, video's really... on the group, isn't it? So if you want to see Kate's dog, Chloe, doing doing an amazing backup with a leg going, you know, <laughs> a wind-up toy, then then it's on the group. It's on uh, Alex's group. <laughs> so Rupert, he can back up. I don't even know how I taught him to be honest he just kind of did it but he backs up we do potty steps which are a little bit high for him at training but he it's funny because he runs back on it I need to train him to not do it actually because it's funny 
I have let him, he just walks on his front legs backwards with his back two back legs in the air. It's the most oh, ridiculous thing. Film it. I'll have to get a video of it. It is really we funny. It makes us laugh every time. <laughs> but I should teach him to walk <laughs> backwards with all four legs, probably. But I think it's only when he's finding something, so that's not too bad. If he just backs up normally, he walks backwards. So not too bad. <laughs> I hope people that just have two hours will come and join rather than just only ones that train. Because like, although I like people to try and post the ones that they train, people who don't train them can kind of come and linger as well, if you know what I mean. And then hopefully train. <laughs> it's inspirational and it, it just shows people what is actually possible with them. Mm, um, I mean, weight pulling. I mean, what was that other one the other day? Bike, bike drawing. I can't, oh, I can't yes. Yeah. Running with the, pulling the bike with the, you know, pull, I can't I don't know what it's called. It and trailing and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be, I'll be scared of squashing one. I'd probably <laughs> run Rupert straight over. He'd never do it again. <laughs> so if you do want to see any of these amazing videos that we've talked about and find out what you can do with your Chihuahua, different activities that you can do with your Chihuahua, head over to Alex's group, Chihuahuas That Train. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode, Alex. It's been lovely to have you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. It's been really great to have you on because we've talked about some really important topics and your group is so inspirational. I hope a lot of people will head over there and check it out. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been lovely to chat and yeah, hopefully we'll get some more Chihuahua owners on our group. How good was that? How good was Alex? Uh, she was so good wasn't she it's just really knowledgeable and just such a great chat as well really good amazing chat. content like gold content in there really really not yeah like you say really knowledgeable I really enjoyed that chat it was a, it was a great for a first interview or first guest on the well, she, podcast she was a fantastic first guest yes really really pleased actually with that interview yeah. and the point that she raised about the groups, not just for sporty people, people doing sports with their chihuahuas, it's for anybody with a chihuahua or a chihuahua mixed breed, it is inspirational. And there's all kinds of different activities that people are doing on there. So there's people doing obedience, agility, it's, you know, it's for everybody. And whatever level you're at, whether you're sporty or not sporty, there's something for everybody in that group, isn't there? 100%. And like you say, you know, you can go in there with Chihuahua that you've done nothing with, go into that group and you will be inspired and you will know that there is there is a massive potential for these little dogs, for this particular breed. And it should inspire you to do some training with your own Chihuahua or at least um, have a chat with other people that are doing the same thing. It's just amazing. I've been doing some canine conditioning sort of types of exercises and targeting things. So like teaching them to target an object. And there's videos of that in the group as well. So even if you don't want to be doing the agility, which is obviously quite physical, there's stuff that you can do if you're not particularly mobile as well, isn't there? So like teaching them to do a poor target teaching them to back up there's a video in there of Chloe doing a handstand <laughs> yeah and and all of the and I've seen that and it's amazing and it's it's funny but absolutely 100% cute as well it's so cute at uh, that little video with the leg going with the leg going yeah all of these things you can do when you're sitting down on the floor with them which is what I you do. don't have to move <laughs> yeah you don't have to move yeah and it's good good exercises to be doing and the, and the group is not just for like these high octane sports, you know, it's for any anybody that I mean, I've been in, I'm in the group and I'm, I've put a couple of videos of I think me doing something with Bo. I don't do agility or anything like that, but I still train my dog. And so it's for anyone that wants to kind of get inspired or is already training their chihuahua. 
So that's it for another two hour extra. Stay tuned on Wednesday when our next episode is out. And that's going to be about puppy biting those little land sharks. So see you then. Bye. Bye.